This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, September 28th, 2023, I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm John Bogus. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, why this week's mass exodus from embattled Nagorno-Karabakh reflects decades of animosity. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a degree is a partly cloudy 73 degrees. And now on to our top story. House Republicans are making the case for pursuing an impeachment inquiry against President Joe Biden. They launched the first hearing today, promising to provide accountability as they probe the family's finances and the lucrative business dealings of Biden's son, Hunter. They're making their case to the public, colleagues, and a skeptical Senate. It's a high-stakes opening act for Republicans as they try to link the dealings of Biden's son to the president. But so far, they have no hard evidence of wrongdoing by the president. It all comes just before a potential government shutdown. Oversight Chairman James Comer said he is issuing subpoenas for additional Biden family bank records. The Pentagon says that the American soldier who sprinted into North Korea across the heavily fortified border between the Koreas more than two months ago was whisked to a Texas Army base for medical checks and interviews after his return to the U.S. North Korea. Abruptly announced a day earlier that it would expel Private Travis King. The White House says his return was organized with the help of ally Sweden and rival China. While officials have said King is in good health and the immediate focus will be on caring for him and reintegrating him into U.S. society, his troubles are likely far from over. King ran into the north while on a civilian tour of a border village on July 18th. Michael Gambon, the Irish-born actor knighted for his long and storied career on the stage and screen and to gain admiration for a new generation of moviegoers with his portrayal of Hogwarts headmaster Albus Dumbledore in six of the eight Harry Potter films, has died. He was 82. A statement by his family, issued by his publicist today, said he died following, quote, a bout of pneumonia, unquote. While the Potter role raised Gammon's international profile and found him a huge audience, he had been long recognized as one of Britain's leading actors. His work spanned TV, theater, film, and radio over five decades. He was cast as the much-loved Dumbledore after his predecessor, Richard Harris, died in 2002. Lawmakers probing the cause of last, last month's deadly Maui wildfire did not get many answers during Thursday's congressional hearing on the role the electrical grid played in the disaster. Hawaii's top public utility officials and the president of Hawaiian Electric testified in the hearing about the role the electrical grid played in last month's deadly wild, Maui wildfire. Hawaiian Electric President Shelley Kamara promised to provide the committee with more details about the timeline that day. The Lahaina fire killed at least 97 people and destroyed more than 2,000 buildings. It erupted on August 8th when strong winds appeared to cause a Hawaiian Electric power line to fall, igniting dry brush and grass near a large subdivision. The exodus of about 70,000 ethnic Americans this week from Nagorno-Karabakh in the southern Caucasus mountains has been a vivid and shocking tableau of fear and misery. While it is more 
than half of the region's population, it isn't the largest displacement of civilians in three decades of conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Last week's offensive lightning, excuse me, last week's offensive lightning offensive by Azerbaijan and quick capu, capital, capital, excuse me, capitulation of Nagorno-Karabakh separatist forces and government set the exodus in motion. But in 1994, when ethnic Armenian forces secured control of Nagorno-Karabakh and surrounding territories, refugee organizations estimated that some 900,000 people fled to Azerbaijan and 300,000 to Armenia. Coming up, Republican offers new twist on abortion exceptions as issue stays at forefront of Kentucky campaign. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. Daddy, 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 can I really choose any doggy that I want? You sure can, Peanut. Oh, look at that one, Daddy. He's cool. You're darn right, little girl. I'm the essence of cool. I enjoy long walks in the rain and the occasional bath. Plus, I love to be rubbed behind my ear. Wolf, baby, wolf. He's a little too big for our house, sweetheart. Let's see what else they have. How about him? He's really happy. Oh, 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 oh. pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Please, 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 please pick me. I'm very cute. Cute, cute, cute little doggy. I can do lots of tricks. Watch this. It's a flip. He's really yiffy, Daddy. I don't know if I want him. That's fine, kiddo. How about her? Oh, darling, you are so terribly adorable. We would have such an amazing time doing each other's nails. Oh, Daddy, she's beautiful. I want to take her home with me right now. Dogs and cats with a variety of personalities are available for adoption at the Cabell Wayne Animal Shelter. That's why I've got my little buddy here. That's right, that's right. You can help some of my furry friends by listening to this message of hope from WMUL. Touchdown, Thundering Herd! Want to know the time of our next sports broadcast? Go to our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL and find the entire sports schedule on the front page. You can even go one step further and listen to the game live right off our website, www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. Yet another reason why we're the worldwide leader of Marshall sports coverage. WMUL 88.1. I just wanted to eat like a normal human being, you know? Just something I could hold down without the horrible pain. Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis are diseases that attack the digestive system. A feeding tube's not my idea of a good meal. At the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, we're excited about the latest research. Then there was this new drug. Thousands of people are being treated with new drug therapies. Doc said it doesn't work for everyone, but I got lucky. To help, visit ccfa.org. Now I'm taking food the old-fashioned way. I'm eating it. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm John Boggess. Kentucky State Police says crews have found two bodies while searching a heavily wooded area for a downed plane. The plane went down during a severe storm with an instructor and a student pilot aboard. Trooper Corey King says the bodies were found this morning after a debris field was located by a drone. Ohio County Sheriff Adam Wright says the plane was reported missing late Wednesday when it lost communication with an airport control tower. He says the instructor and student pilot were flying from Bowling Green to Owensboro when they lost contact with the control tower during the storm. A former director of an Ohio memory loss clinic accused by dozens of patients of falsely diagnosing them with Alzheimer's disease has been sentenced on federal fraud charges, along with her physician husband. Sherry Ann Jenkins received nearly six years in prison on Tuesday, while Oliver Jenkins got a 41-month sentence. 
The couple was convicted in March on conspiracy, mail fraud, wire fraud, and health care fraud charges after being indicted in May of 2020. The U.S. Justice Department has said Sherry Ann Jenkins was not trained or licensed to provide any medical care, but presented herself as a doctor and billed patients for unneeded treatments. Terry Francona won't be riding off in his beloved scooter after all. Just hours before his final game as Cleveland's manager, Francona revealed that the motorized scooter he has ridden to and from Progressive Field for the past several seasons was stolen for the second time. Francona said the two-wheeled vehicle was stripped and defaced. Francona spent 11 seasons with Cleveland and is the winningest manager in club history. He didn't want any ceremony for his final home game, but relented to the team handing out 20,000 Thank You Tito t-shirts. Francona won two World Series titles in Boston before coming to Cleveland. The complexities of abortion-related politics in the post-Roe v. Wade era are continuing to put the squeeze on Republican Daniel Cameron. He appeared to redefine his position on Kentucky's anti-abortion law for the second time in two weeks while campaigning for governor. Last week, Cameron revealed he would sign legislation adding rape and incest exceptions to the state's abortion ban. Cameron took a more hardline stance yesterday. He did so while trying to reassure someone who claimed to be concerned that he was weakening his anti-abortion position. Cameron replied that he would support such exceptions, quote, if the courts made us change that law, unquote. The family of a West Virginia 13-year-old who was struck and killed by an off-duty sheriff's deputy last year was filed a civil suit in federal court against the now-resigned officer and other county officials. Opal Sloan, the mother of Jacqueline Laney Hudson, is requesting a jury trial against former Cabral County Sheriff's Deputy, Deputy Jeffrey Racer. She is accusing him of speeding when he fatally struck her daughter in December 2022, with his marked cruiser, among other allegations. Her lawsuit was filed Monday in the U.S. District Court serving Southern West Virginia. A special prosecutor assigned to the case cleared Racer of charges related to the crash in May. Coming up next, new California law raises minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 per hour, among nation's highest. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. So what does WMUL mean by the cutting edge? Well, not this, but this. Marshall University students say it's not easy being Greek. Nope, not this either. Whew. But this, oh yeah. And finally, 0% this, but 100% this. Got it! Touchdown! Thundering herd! So the cutting edge means award-winning news, music, and sports. Not, uh, cutting stuff. 88.1 WM. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Oh, hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons who want to keep everyone well-connected with healthy bones. This song is being played on a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo is an instrument made by indigenous Australians. WMUL doesn't have any songs with didgeridoos in them. But what we do have is the Tri-State's largest variety of music, from alternative to hip-hop, jazz to blues, and much more. 
Plus, our selection is constantly being updated with the latest tunes. So, you know, maybe one day we will have a song with a didgeridoo in it. 88.1 WMUL-FM Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm John Bogus. The Biden administration has announced more than $1.4 billion in grants to improve railroad safety and boost capacity across the country. Much of the money for the grants comes from the 2021 Infrastructure Law. The money will fund 70 projects in 35 states and Washington, D.C. The money will supplement what the railroads themselves spend to maintain and upgrade their tracks and equipment. The six biggest freight railroads in the United States spends roughly $23 billion every year on those things. But these grants could be especially important for smaller railroads that operate on much tighter profit margins. Some $720 million of the grants announced Monday will go to 47 projects at smaller railroads, known as short-line railroads, with most of those in rural areas. An appeals court has rejected Donald Trump's bid Donald Trump's bid to delay a civil trial in a lawsuit brought by New York's Attorney General. Today's decision by the state's intermediate appellate court allows the case to proceed days after a judge ruled the former president committed years of fraud and stripped him of some companies as punishment. The decision clears the way for Judge Arthur Ingeron to preside over a non-jury trial starting Monday in Manhattan, New York. Attorney General Letitia James' civil lawsuit Trump is listed among dozens of possible witnesses, setting up a potential courtroom showdown with a judge whose fraud ruling threatens to upend his real estate empire. Elton John, Brandy Carlisle, Dave Matthews, Her, Chris Stapleton, St. Vincent, and New Edition will perform at this fall's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which will be broadcast live for the first time. The ceremony will be live on Disney Plus on November 3rd and streamable afterward. ABC will air a special featuring performance highlights and standout moments on January 1st. The inductees this year include Missy Elliott, Willie Nelson, Cheryl Crow, Chaka Khan, Soul Train creator Don Cornelius, Kate Bush, and the late George Michael. Nominees were voted on by more than 1,000 artists, historians, and music industry professionals. TikTok has become a key marketing channel for vendors promoting steroids and other bodybuilding drugs to millions of the app's users, according to a report released today, the social media company Disputes. In the study, the nonprofit Center for Countering Digital Hate says popular videos encouraging use of the products for aesthetic or athletic gain are being posted by influencers who often downplay the risk associated with them. TikTok spokesperson Ben Wraith criticized the report, saying the group's methodology doesn't distinguish between harmful videos and positive content that talks about recovery from steroids or their side effects. California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a law raising the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 per hour. The raise takes effect April 1st. It applies to fast food restaurants that have at least 60 locations nationwide. It does not apply to restaurants that make and sell their own bread. California is now among the first states to have a minimum wage specifically for fast food workers. California's minimum wage for all other workers is $15.50 per hour. That's among the highest in the country. Newsom has not said if he would sign into law a similar wage increase for health care workers. Coming up next, Menendez will address Senate colleagues about his bribery charges as calls for his resignation, resignation grow. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this.
You have a CD for any mood. You've got everything from rainy day jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. You've got rock, rap, pop, alt pop, sub pop, hip hop, jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you prepared. An all-hazards emergency preparedness kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. Learn more at ready.gov. G'day, mates. My name is Dango Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky! There it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm John Boggess. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' aggressive start in the second Republican presidential debate was among its key moments. DeSantis used his first answer to criticize ex-president Donald Trump for skipping the debate Wednesday at the Reagan Library in California. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie said if Trump keeps ducking out of debates, he'll deserve the nickname, quote, Donald Duck, unquote. The debate highlighted the way the GOP has drifted from some of Reagan's core values. Christie distanced himself from the 40th president, called for, quote, amnesty, unquote, for people in the United States illegally. South Carolina Senate Tim Scott sought to more forcefully assert himself yesterday after delivering a somewhat underwhelming performance during the first debate. The U.S. economy grew at 2.1% annual pace from April throughout June, extending its sturdy performance in the face of a higher interest rate, the government said today, leaving its previous estimate unchanged. The second quarter expansion of the nation's gross domestic product, its total output of goods and services, marked a modest deceleration from the economy's 2.2% annual growth from January through March. Consumer spending, business investment, and state and local government outlays drove the second quarter economic expansion. The economy and job market have shown surprising resilience even as the Federal Reserve has dramatically raised interest rates to combat inflation, which last year hit a four-decade high. Several of Donald Trump's rivals stepped up their attacks against him in the second Republican presidential debate. They were urgently trying to dent the former president's commanding primary lead during an event that often seemed like an undercard without him. Yesterday's debate tone was far removed from the campaign's overall tone. Trump has dominated the field with attacks on his rivals in democratic institutions, as well as his grievances about the criminal indictments and civil cases targeting him and his business. The moderators did not ask about the indictments or why the people on stage were better qualified than Trump. A sharply divided privacy oversight board says the FBI and other government agencies shouldn't be requ- should be required to get court approval before reviewing the communications of U.S. citizens collected throughout a secretive foreign surveillance program. The recommendation came today in a report from a three-member majority of the Privacy and Civil Liberties Board, an independent agency within the executive branch. The recommendation was made despite the opposition of Biden administration officials who warned such a requirement could snarl fast-moving terrorism and espionage investigations and weaken national security as a result. A White House push to secure reauthorization of Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act is encountering major bipartisan opposition in Congress. 
New Jersey Senator Robert Menendez is expected to address his Democratic Senate colleagues for the first time since he was indicted on federal bribery charges last week. Menendez is scheduled to speak to his colleagues today in a closed-door party luncheon in the Capitol. More than half of Senate Democrats have said Menendez should step down, but Menendez has so far signaled he has no plans to do so. Menendez has taken a defiant tone in speeches and a press conference in recent days, even as his Democratic colleagues in New Jersey and Washington have abandoned him since his indictment. And coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, five days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert State. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio, Thundering Herd, and the 24th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Here in Raleigh, North Carolina at Coat Field at Dale Park. At the UK Soccer Complex in the heart of bluegrass country, Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball Tournament. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 73 degrees. Tonight, we will dip down into the lower 60s, making it a wonderful night for an evening jog or run, whichever you prefer. Tomorrow, we will see highs around 79 with lows near 59, making it about like today. As we look towards the weekend, Saturday, we will see highs in the upper 70s with lows in the upper 50s. Today's weather word of the day is wearing wind. This is a way to describe how the wind direction changes with respect to height. A veering wind means that the wind direction is turning in a clockwise sense with increasing height. An example of a veering wind is when the wind at the surface is from the south and a few thousand feet above the surface, the wind direction is from the west. The opposite of a veering wind is a backing wind. Thank you to weatherology.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 73 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, Samantha. Now Jonathan Edwards joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Luke. Good evening, everyone. There's a lot of action going on in the sports world this week, so let's take a look at it. Starting with Marshall Athletics, it's homecoming week. The festivities culminate on Saturday with the Old Dominion Monarchs paying a visit to an undefeated Marshall football team. The Herd is coming off an impressive 24-17 victory over the Power 5 opponent, Virginia Tech, which took place in a sold-out Jones C. Edwards Stadium last Saturday. Marshall looks to move on to 4-0 on the season and snag that first Sunbelt victory of the year before moving on to a nasty NC State team on the road October 7th. Until Saturday, however, there is plenty to look forward to in Marshall sports. Tonight at 6 p.m., 
Marshall Volleyball takes on Georgia State and Atlanta. The second half of the doubleheader between the Herd and the Panthers is set for 2 p.m. tomorrow. Also slated for Friday is more softball action as Marshall plays host to the University of Charleston in a 10-inning game. Softball gets underway tomorrow at 4.15 p.m. at Dot Hicks Field. Football is not the only Marshall Athletics action available this weekend yet again. Saturday, Marshall women's swimming and diving team plays host to the Green and White meet at 9.30 a.m. Marshall Cross Country heads over to the University of Louisville to participate in the Louisville Classic. Women's tennis will also be in action all day Saturday at the ITA All-American Tournament. Marshall women's soccer looks to stop a four-game skid when it takes on the Troy Trojans on the road with the game slated for 6 p.m. On to Sunday, the top team in Division I men's soccer, Marshall, will be visiting the Georgia Southern Eagles with the first kick scheduled for 7 p.m. On to national news now, and Thursdays in the fall always mean that there will be NFL football on. There's a heavyweight divisional bout in the NFC North with the Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers. These bitter rivals face off tonight at Lambeau Field with kickoffs set for 8:15, streaming on Amazon Prime Video. There are also three college football games tonight starting at 7.30. Conference USA foes Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee State do battle on CBS Sports Network, and Temple travels to Tulsa on ESPN. The nightcap can be found on ESPNU this evening at 8 o'clock when Jacksonville State takes on Sam Houston State. Over to the MLB, the playoff race is down to the final few games. The regular season wraps up this Sunday, but there are still games underway today. There have already been games taking place this afternoon, but the evening slate is as follows. The Boston Red Sox take on the Baltimore Oils as Baltimore looks for the 100th win of the season. This ALE showdown starts with first pitch set for 635. The Yankees head up north to play the Blue Jays. The Marlins take on the Mets. The Cubs take on a surging Atlanta Braves crew. The Dodgers take on the Rockies. And the nightcap takes place at 940 in Seattle between the Mariners and the Rangers. NHL fans can rejoice as there's preseason hockey Going on tonight, a full evening of games hits the ice starting at 7 p.m. The Buffalo Sabres take on Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins. The other two games in the 7 o'clock slot are the Red Wings taking on the Capitals and the Devils taking on the Rangers. At 8, the Avalanche take on the Wild. The Blues head up to Chicago to take on the Blackhawks at 8.30. And Seattle will once again close the evening in NHL as well with the Kraken hosting the Canucks at 10 p.m. The NBA community is still reeling from the blockbuster trade that ultimately put longtime Portland Trailblazer Damian Lillard in Milwaukee to join the Bucks. The one-two punch of Giannis and Lillard will be one to keep an eye on this season. In business terms, the XFL and USFL football leagues have agreed today to merge into one league, hoping to capitalize on a collective fan base instead of two separate ones. This is a developing story. In other news related to sports brand merging, Recently, the UFC and WWE have recently merged under the name Endeavor Sports, selling for a whopping $21 billion. Many are interested to see how the sports entertainment brand and the combative sports brand will promote internally as well as possibly host events together as one Endeavor. And finally, the NASCAR Cup Series continues on with the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega Super Speedway is scheduled for 2 p.m. this Sunday. The Xfinity Series is not back in action again until October 7th, with the Drive for the Cure 250 is set for the road course variation of Charlotte Motor Speedway. First flag is set for 3 p.m. That's all we have time for today. From FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Coming up... 
hot diggity dog. The Wienermobile is back after short-lived name change. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay, it's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks man, I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. And finally today on News Center 88, some names are just the worst. Just four months after announcing that the hot dog-shaped Wienermobile was changing its name to the Frankmobile, the distinctive Wiener on wheels is reverting to the original. Oscar Mayer, which has several of the vehicles, announced yesterday on Instagram that the Frankmobile's name is Toast. The name change announced by the Kraft Heinz Company in May was meant to pay homage to the brand's 100% beef franks and their new recipe. Oscar Mayer was headquartered in the Wisconsin capital, Madison, for nearly 100 years before it moved to Chicago in 2015. The first Wienermobile was created in 1936 and has gone through several iterations since then. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For John Bogus, Nathaniel Hara, Samantha Riddle, Jonathan Edwards, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Luke Hamilton, and your thought of the day is, if I had to choose, I would rather have birds than airplanes. Charles Lindenberg.